Welcome back to our podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, it's a big weekend. Yes, the end of May. That's right. Lots of graduations. The greatest spectacle in racing. Yes. And Memorial Day. Right. And and I'm taking Friday off because it's such a big weekend. I think you should. <laughs> we have a lot to prepare we for. Do. There's a That's lot right. to there's That's a right. lot to party for. Well, I feel like I have been racing around because two big graduations are happening in this family. Oh. I know. We've had a high school graduation and an eighth grade graduation. Yes, that is a thing. That is a thing. It is. I'm telling you what, it's it it is. So, uh, Jill, where did you graduate from college? Ball State. Whoop, whoop. Oh, wait, not whoop, whoop. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. Yes. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Yes. I, too, graduated from Ball State, and chirp, chirp was not a thing unless you were at the scramble light. The scramble light, yes. Yes, but it wasn't a hashtag because, you know, we didn't have internet then. No. We <laughs> still had phones on the wall with the cords when yes. I was there and no air conditioning no air conditioning no, at all forget it and I doubt today anyone would know what a bolster is in a dorm room no they probably wouldn't have any right? clue what that was right mm-hmm. all right so if you're listening and you too don't know what a bolster is that's your little trivia that you'll need to figure it out email us and tell us what a bolster is all right so Jill did you know that worldwide only 6.7% of the population attends college. Wow. Right? Wow. You don't think it's that low. I know. So it truly is a privilege to go to college. Just like your driver's license. Right? It's a privilege, not a right. It is not a right. Yes. It is is a privilege. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think some of us, especially those of us in the United States, take it for granted. And we do consider it that it's our, it's our God given right. It's our birthright. You know, it is not, it is truly a privilege that we have. Uh, I think there are somewhere, I'm going to just guess, I think there are about 4,000 universities across the United States that are Mm -hmm. four-year institutions. Mm -hmm. Here's another staggering statistic. Student loan debt is at $1.6 trillion. Trillion with a T. A T, as in Thomas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. Isn't that amazing? That's unbelievable. Amazing in a bad way is what I mean. Yes. Not ama- I mean, I don't even know where to begin to envision a trillion dollars and then to think that that's what college students, recent graduates, well, I guess you don't have to graduate to have debt. So that's what is in debt today. Wow. Mm-hmm. What would you do with a trillion? What would you do with, I don't know, a million dollars? You know, if you had a million dollars. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could set yourself up. For Especially sure. Especially at a young age. Mm-hmm. You've got that going mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I know you have a lot of thoughts and opinions about this, so let's get into it. When you came out of Ball State, did you have debt? I did have debt. Did you have student loans? I did have student loans. Me too. Six thousand dollars worth of debt at the end of four years. I had sixteen thousand, so a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The cost of college has tripled in the last twenty years, 
and the annual growth rate has been 6.8%. So annually it's grown 6.8%, but it, mm. it, it has tripled in 20 years. Wow. Right? That just seems out of whack. It does seem out of whack because today you can walk away from your first year with as much debt as I did in four, right? So that, and obviously that is very simple math Mm -hmm. depending on where Mm -hmm. you go, but that's it, right? So you walked away with six, I walked away with 16. And of course it also depends on your financial aid package. Did you get scholarships? There was such a thing as a Pell Grant when I went. So I actually got money um, through work study. Mm-hmm. So I worked at the university for the university and was able to you know, get money that way. So there are a lot of factors that go into it. Now, the government wants to get into it. So yes. I'm sure you've been reading and hearing and watching the news. Lots of thoughts about... What do you think about the government getting involved in forgiving student loans? I think my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I love this. They have no business getting in there. Zero. Zero business. Okay. And I want you, first of all, Jill, this is our podcast. It's always our opinion. That's right. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yes. So zero, zero business. I, I want to know why you think the government has absolutely no business in forgiving student loans. I'm not Number judging. One, I just, yeah. I'm so curious. Number I love this. one, they cannot administer anything in a fair way. <laughs> so forget about that. You know, there are kids that haven't gone to college because they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. There are kids that, you know, did go to college and now they're, maybe going to get loan forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So first there's that inequity going on. Right. And secondly, anytime the government gets involved in something, there's a loss of freedom. Mm-hmm. So if this goes through, there's a loss of financial freedom for you and I. Right. And I like my freedom. I do too. And as liberal as I may be with social issues, I am a fiscal conservative. So I definitely do believe that government should stay out of (laughs) our fiscal responsibilities. Those should be on our own. And I agree. I think that those freedoms do start to diminish uh, when the government starts saying, well, eeny, meeny, miny, Mm moe, you get $2 and you get $2,000 and you get $200,000. So when I mentioned that the cost of college has tripled in 20 years, what has not tripled is our minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And so there's also just disparity in uh, in expenses, right? So what what we are paying for costs more, but what we make in our... uh, how and especially men and women, right? What men mm-hmm. and women make mm-hmm. is not equal, and so that makes it a little bit harder to keep up with being able to afford things. Like the the cost of college is simply not affordable. It really isn't, not for a standard household, right? 
Because a standard household is not bringing in that income right. to afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to you have to manage that budget. You cannot live mm-hmm. beyond your means. Exactly. That's exactly right. And you can't be looking at your neighbor and try to keep up with the Joneses. No. Because you don't probably know their financial situation. And this, to me, it's like social media. People Mm -hmm. are living their best lives on social media, right? Right, right. And so unless you're in the thick of their financial situation, you're you're only seeing outwardly what the neighbors want you to see. So if they're driving a nice car and they seem to have nice things Maybe their clothing is nice or their, uh, what you might peek in their windows and see in their house is nice. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have the income to support that. You don't know if they're living on credit. You don't know if they're in debt. You don't know if they've got people that are knocking on their door to repossess things. You have no idea. Right. So that's just it too is you have to just be concerned about what income are you bringing in and what expenses do you have going out and can you manage that effectively? Your fiscal responsibility is just that. It's yours. It is yours. And when you have fiscal responsibility and you are in a good place, you have happiness. Sure. You cannot, you know, constantly have that stress over your head of, well, I'm not sure I can pay this bill this month. I'm going to have to pay this bill, not that bill. Set yourself up for success. Get rid of that stress. Live within your means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, create your happiness. Right. And also, you know, that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. Nobody knows someone else's story, like you said. Um, But whenever you focus on someone else, you are taking away from yourself your own reflection and the energy that you need to look at yourself. Right. And don't project onto others. Mm -hmm. You know, know yourself. Be good with yourself. Right. We all know the areas we have to improve on. Mm -hmm. So concentrate on that. So Jill, you, I love that you're saying this because I know there is a Time Magazine article about this very topic and one of the women who's interviewed, she talks about how um, her student loan debt and the fact that the government isn't assisting is really impeding upon her happiness and, it's, yes. and, and specifically her ability to get married. Yeah, and I honestly, I laughed out out loud when I read that. <laughs> and not in, in any kind of way, you know, like, you know, I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because you're responsible for your happiness. Mm-hmm. To make an excuse, oh, I'll be happy when I have this much money. <laughs> right. I'll be happy when I have this debt paid off. Then my life will begin you can say that about anything in life. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, you take the wheel right now, you take control, and you have your plan, you stick to that plan, mm-hmm. you know, knowing, okay, yeah, every once in a while I got a curve in the road sure. kind of thing. But 
don't use that as some kind of cover or some kind of, you know, excuse. Right. You know, there's got, you have to be responsible. You do have to be responsible. And the, the beauty of it too is that while I think that the government getting involved is not truly addressing the true issue, um, there are options. And yes. that's really kind of, you know, where we kind of, we love to take things is that we don't want to just dump on our topic. Right. There are options. There are options. And I think there are viable options for the cost of tuition today and the fact that if you're listening and you have kids today, you're they may come out with student debt. If you are looking to pay for your child's education, that it may be... Four times as much as it is today by the time they go to school. Who knows if the uh, rates keep going up and up and up. So we want to give you what some of those options are as we see them because we don't have student loan debt any longer, but we did. We, we came did. out of college with debt. We did exactly what we should have done, and that is we paid it off. Mm-hmm. Month by month, dollar by dollar, until it was paid down. And at the time, it was significant debt for us. Yes, it was. And I knew it was going to kick in six mm-hmm. months after right. I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I knew, starting in December of 1990, that I was going to have this new mm-hmm. bill in my budget. And I was prepared for that. Right. I'm like, okay, so before that... I'm like, okay, I want to get my parents paid back this amount sure. of money. Then this is going to kick in. Mm-hmm. So I was fully aware of that. And I also made sure that where I picked to live mm-hmm. would accommodate that. I also was very thankful at the time to be driving a 1979 Dodge Aspen. <laughs> nice. So that I could, you know, afford to pay on this debt but then right. also save up for a car right and then a used car mm-hmm. and then you know give my parents back the 79 Dodge Aspen that's right you know so there were things that I knew were coming down the pike and I was preparing for them mm-hmm. and that's it preparation right yes absolutely preparation. So a few other things that we feel you could do in preparation for astronomical student debt try Setting up, not try, just set up. Do um, or do, do not to. Do or yes. don't do. These are the do things. So a 529 college savings plan. You can, if you have this through your employment, it can be pre-tax dollars, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If you just need to do this through a bank, through your financial planner, you can do it that way too. It's a, an investment piece that you can have that allows you to put money in. So I'm telling you, you start having babies, you should start saving. Yes. And there are, this isn't the only thing you can do. There's a Gerber plan. There's a, I mean, there's so many things that allow you to tuck money away. And we're not talking thousands upon thousands of dollars every turn. We're talking, do $20. Take, yeah. take that money that you might spend on your Starbucks treat, on your ice cream treat, on whatever little thing that is an extra. Mm-hmm. Consider not doing it once or twice a month and put that money away. And if you keep having babies, 
awesome. Mm-hmm. Keep thinking about how much money is it going to take if you want to contribute to their college education. Right. And if yeah. you don't, that's okay too. Again, it's a privilege. It is. It's a privilege. Yeah. That's and right. It, it all depends on how you want to run your household. That's exactly right. You know, and I would strongly encourage, even before you you have children, have that idea mm-hmm. of how are we going to run our household? That's right. What's important to us when mm-hmm. we raise our children? Is it important that they are in club sports Yes, and that right. they travel around? You mm-hmm. know, because you might say, hey, the benefit of team sports, you can't, you can't buy that. Mm-hmm. That might be something that's really important for that's your right. family. So, you know, think about that budget mm-hmm. because start when they're born. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until, oh my goodness, all of a sudden they're a freshman in high school and now I've got to figure out right. how I'm going to pay for college. I agree. Whatever it is, right? Maybe you didn't get a car for your sweet 16 and that's one thing that you have dreamed about doing for your children. Plan mm-hmm. for it. Again, yes, you mentioned it before. It's having a plan. It's being prepared. Setting yourself and your family up for that success. Yeah, and I think it's not just mom and dad talking together, but at the appropriate age, let the child be financially aware of what's going on heck yes you don't you know you don't need to show them hey this is our balance sheet for (laughs) the household that's right you know but they do need to be aware that okay johnny you have a job Mm -hmm. and let's go through this you're going to be mowing grasses you're charging this amount Mm -hmm. when that comes in we're going to be putting 50 percent of that away for your plans after high school exactly you know you just raise them and instill them Mm -hmm. with that then it's not anything unusual that's right and then if they do go and they get a job that and it's after school or maybe they take a year off right so they have a gap year i encourage everyone get that job where you get some grit work Mm -hmm. do some hard work put some money in the bank and appreciate that if you then go away to college, you will never have freedom like you have in college. Right. Right. And there is certainly an appreciation to that because when you have when you're working and footing the bill, putting money away, it it becomes a much tougher job than being in college. Oh yeah, because then you're going to think twice about skipping class. That's right. And extending, oh, I got to go another semester because I decided I wanted to you know, drop this class and then Mm -hmm. I got behind. No, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to, um, like plan, make those decisions and realize they're going to have consequences. Right. I think also don't just think about a four year institution or a two year Mm -hmm. institution, but think about trades. Think about what skills you need or what, what could put you in place right after high school that you could possibly work with an employer who would pay for your education? What certificates could you work towards that would benefit an employer? There are lots and lots in IT that you can get Mm -hmm. that are hugely valuable to an employer, and then your employer might put you through college. And so that traditional route doesn't have to be your route, and so explore it. Trades are very popular 
they're becoming more so. I think there was oh, a yeah, decline in them, and now there's an uptick. A huge demand. There's, there's not enough. That's it. There's a demand for it. And holy smokes, like, talk about being able to drive your prices and drive yes. your clientele. There's nothing like being able to do that when there's demand. That's oh, yeah. Demand. And you learn this skill. You become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a plumber. When you mm-hmm. need a plumber, mm-hmm. you are going to pay out the wazoo mm-hmm. because you need a plumber. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have that skill set, you are specializing That's and right. you're setting yourself aside. Yes. Um, and when you have the advantage in high school to take any courses that can count towards a college credit, you got to do it. You have to. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. When you have the opportunity in high school to try a vocation, mm-hmm. try it, right. decide, hey, I really like this manufacturing environment and tool design, um, I really think that that's good, or I really like this IT department, you know, try it out, shadow, if you can shadow um, someone going to work and figure out what exactly does a civil engineer do, you know, figure out what you think you want to be a nurse, but I don't know. When you go volunteer at the hospital, you're leery about, you know, going in to see the patients that are there. So, you know, try to get as much, as much exposure as you can to different fields of study to help you zone in the right direction. Right. Yeah, I think that is really a super responsible thing to do when you're in high school. Like, and what a great opportunity to have, you know, before you even step foot on a college campus. Right, right. I mean, and another thing in high school, too, is make your job mm-hmm. applying mm-hmm. for every scholarship that's right. grant that's out there. That's yes. your job. Right. You know, how many are out there? I have no idea. But I know that there's a site that you can go mm-hmm. to. And you can find out. So it's like, okay, you know what that means? I have to get four to ten letters out a week. Yep. Kind of thing. That's your job. That's it. That's free money mm-hmm. that you are choosing to pass by. Right. Right. Silly not to take advantage of it. Well, Jill, you and I paid off our student loans. Yes, we did. Even though I still get phone calls. Rude. <laughs> oh, these companies. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that is. There must be another Jill there that they're, they're calling. Yes. That's right. Yes. Well, I hope that you listeners uh, appreciate the multiple viable options that we've provided for stepping out into this wonderful world with hopefully a higher level of financial freedom that is achievable and not driven by the government. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I just want people, you know what, take charge of your life. That's right. Don't leave it to fate. Don't leave it to the government. Right. Take charge of your life. And the more empowered you are, the more you're going to feel settled, the more that you're going to have the courage to uh, make the right decisions and lead down the path of happiness. Absolutely. All right, Jill. We're going to leave them on a high note with hope with that. Yes, we are. Okay, bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. 
If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.